I met an older woman the other day on the subway platform, waiting for a train. Another train across the tracks from us was pulling out of the station and singing its moving on song. The woman got my attention saying, listen, doesn't that sound like, there's a place for us. And I said, somewhere a place for us. And before we knew it, we had sang that whole dang song. It was the weekend, you know, the trains were running on that schedule that requires an encyclopedic number of signs to explain what's going on. So we had a lot of time. When we were done singing, she introduced herself. My name's Teresa. Teresa of the Rails. What's yours? And I said, I'm Veronica. Veronica Pierre. Then she said, names are important. But actions are what really matter. What do you do, Veronica Pierre? And I said, oh, me? I'm a big, rich, famous rock star. No kidding, said Teresa of the Rails. What does your music sound like? And so I played her this song.
course, I wasn't always a rock star. I started off like everybody else, listening to and loving the blues. But I have to admit that the blues confused the young literalist in me, because the singer would come on saying something so sad like, My life is misery. My baby left me. And then they would play the most beautiful music I'd ever heard, and I would think, I want my baby to leave me. Well, I always wanted to get the blues, you know, cause of the music. can lose your baby, you got to get your baby. And getting a baby isn't always easy, right? For anyone, really, but especially for us queers, 
Because, I mean, first you have to come out just to yourself even. I came out in the 90s, and you can ask anyone who was there, and they'll tell you that it wasn't easy to be a homo back then, what with the AIDS and the shame everywhere. Pretty much everyone came out awkwardly as all get out. But desire is desire, and it wants what it wants. And when I was 19, I wanted my friend Eva. I began to notice that I had a crazy, wonderful feeling all over my body, but mostly deep in the pit of my belly whenever she was near. The more time passed, the more crazy and wonderful the feeling became, and the less I knew what the hell to do about it. Five years went by, and I had other male lovers, but I still just wanted her. At some point, I began to think she felt it too, for lots of flirty reasons. Like once, as we gazed out at a golden western sunset, she put her hands on my shoulder and whispered into my ear, Come on, tell me, isn't there anyone you like? I was so out of my mind, I couldn't even speak. Which, if you know me, is really saying something. A few days after that, I couldn't control myself, and I called her up and left her a dramatic voice message in Spanish saying, Te quiero, te amo, te adoro con todo mi alma, todo mi cuerpo y todo mi corazón. Which means I want you, I need you, I love you with all my soul, body, and heart. We always used to speak in Spanish together. She called back and left me a message. Her voice was shaking and she said, I got your message, but I can't talk to you now because I'm in finals. She was in law school at the time. Then she said, Let's go to the mud baths in Calistoga next week and talk about it. Okay. So we did. We did go to the mud baths, and we sat naked together in the hot, wet earth. And then later that evening, over Sangria somewhere in Haight-Ashbury, she asked me again to tell her who I had a crush on. And so I said it. I said, Aoife, I have a crush on you. I remember the video for George Michael's Freedom was playing softly on the TV above her head as I watched her face change to a mild horror. I was dating a tall Colombian god of a man at the time, and when I told him what happened, he said, Tu abusaste de la amistad, which means, You abused the friendship. And I think he was absolutely right. So, after that disaster, I got the hell to New York, vowing to never, ever crush on someone unless it was undeniably clear that they felt the same way about me. My motto became, You don't want to be, then I don't want to you. If you don't want to be, then I don't want to you. You're wrecking the 
although I wasted five years of my life on that first imaginary love affair at the beginning of my lesbian career, ages 18 to 23, Aoife will always hold a special place in my heart, since she was crazy cool, totally intrepid, and smart. And she made me realize I was a lesbian, which I love. This seems obvious and perhaps stupid to say, but there are many lesbians who don't ever realize they are. There are many lesbians who only realize they are after more than half their lives are over. Isn't that sad? Maybe, but at least it's better than never. Until the first time I had lesbian sex at the age of 26, my fantasies were pretty much kiss and fade. At the time, I felt pathetic about that, but now it seems fairly hilarious. Aoife's married now and has two beautiful children, but she comes to visit sometimes, and once, 20 years after I wrecked it, she came and we went out and got pretty smashed on picklebacks. At the end of the night, we were standing on the street. She had hailed a cab, and when it pulled up, she drunkenly invited me to go to her hotel with her. I said no. Because I was with someone else and I'm ridiculously faithful by nature? Or is it generations of Italian female conditioning? Either way, I did have a little satisfying moment of, aha! I knew I smelled homo. Sometimes I regret not going to Aoife's hotel room that night. Maybe the opportunity will come up again. Life is full of surprises. Like, for example, a couple of years ago, I was in a band called The Lesbian Tendencies, playing Smith's covers for a legendary New York promoter's birthday at Joe's Pub. At the after party in the lounge upstairs, someone introduced me to a 25-year-old Russian doll of a woman who told me the love of her life had just left her after five years. She took my hand, looked me in the eyes, and asked, Why? I held her hand, looked into her eyes, and said, I don't know. Then she asked me if I could show her the bathroom, which I did. I didn't have to go myself, so I just stood there trying to make poses in the mirror with my wide-collared blazer like Janet Jackson. Then the Russian girl came out of the stall, and I asked her, Do you like this blazer that I'm wearing? She said yes but that it would look better if I took it off. And that's what this next song is all about. There was lesbian sex in the bathroom of the public theater. There were men pushing babies in strollers on Lafayette Avenue. There was summer Just get along. Can't we? Just 
Theater 